Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with Lex and Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Friday, July the 7th, 2023. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little UK basketball recruiting with my guest, Cameron Drummond of the Herald Leader. Covers UK basketball recruiting. Covers a lot of different things, but can't, today we're going to focus on UK basketball recruiting with Cam. Uh, we talked, Cam earlier this week was down at the Peach Jam uh, down in on the South Carolina-Georgia border. Uh, talked to Cam about who he saw down there who we talked to we talked about uk basketball recruiting in general we also talked about the current uk basketball team we had interviews with the players over the last three days cam was there for that as well uh, as kentucky gets ready to play in global jam 2023 next week in toronto by the way some news today those games will be televised on the cbs sports network so if you get the cbs sports network you'll be able to watch the uh, kentucky games next week in canada go to kentucky.com ben roberts has a story there about uh, how you can watch on tv uh, the games next week on television. Before we get to my interview with Cam, I want a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank everybody who supports our work at the Lake Scenario Leader and Kentucky.com. Look uh, for the subscription tab on Kentucky.com. Hit that tab. You can check out all the offers for subscriptions to Kentucky.com and the print edition of the Herald Leader. Also want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts. That really helps people find the podcast. We appreciate everybody who has done that. Uh, and like I said, we appreciate everybody who supports our work at Kentucky.com and the Lexington Herald Leader. Okay, let's get right to it. My interview with Cam Drummond about UK basketball recruiting. Okay, I want to welcome into the podcast my guest, Cam Drummond. Cam covers about 100 things for the Herald Leader, but today we're going to talk to him about UK basketball recruiting. How's it going, Cam? It's going good. Uh, I hope I'm not the bearer of the, the technological issues that we've had uh, in, in the process of trying to record this, but hopefully I'm coming through good now and yeah, excited to talk about the last couple of days I spent down in North Augusta at Peach Jam looking at a bunch of Kentucky recruits in the 2024, 2025, and even the 2026 classes. Had, 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 was this your first trip to Peach Jam? Yeah, this was my first Peach Jam, which uh, for those who don't know, takes place essentially at like a community activity center kind of rec arena type thing right on the border of South Carolina and Georgia in, uh, in North Augusta, South Carolina. So I've watched on TV for a couple of years, but this is my first time being in the thick of the action, you know, getting kicked out for celebrity VIP spots, you know, from my courtside seat. So I really got to uh, experience Peach Jam in full force for a couple of days. 
so were you uh so what what were your impressions were you impressed yeah i mean there's a lot of high level basketball there's a lot of basketball being played period just because the nike travel basketball structure has several different divisions obviously most of my focus was on the top level the under 17 nike eybl circuit which housed most of the kentucky recruits those in the 24 class, those in the 25 class who are playing up in age level. But there's also different, you know, areas, different divisions. There's an under 15 division. There's an under 16 division. There's a division for teams that play in the EYBL normally that weren't good enough to qualify for Peach Jam. So you certainly weren't starved for quality basketball and certainly high ranked recruits. If you paid, you know, the $15 to come in and watch as a fan this past week. And, and how long were you there? I was there for three days, so got there on uh, Monday, which is really the first day where Pete's Jam begins in earnest, you know, games from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. was there Monday, Tuesday, which was July 4th. The, the games went on as planned, you know, irrespective of our nation's holiday. And then I was there on Wednesday as well. So I was there for the three days right before college coaches showed up, but was still able to get viewings and talk to scouts and get some analysis on all the players that John Calipari and Orlando Antigua and all them were watching later in the week. Yeah, and, and Cameron uh, uh, has written several stories uh, from down at PGM. I uh, urge everybody to check those out at Kentucky.com. Uh, Cam, who in particular, was there anybody in particular or any players in particular that you were down there to see that you wanted to talk to that you got to talk to? Well, I'll start with Carter Knox for several reasons, the first of which being as a 2024 recruit, I've gotten to see him in the most different settings, whether that be Nike EYBL stops uh, earlier this season as part of the regular season, even last year when he was playing up in age level. Uh, and obviously, he's probably the 2024 recruit that Kentucky fans should keep their eye on the most for a commitment to Kentucky and a commitment to Kentucky coming soon. Obviously, a lot of people know the backstory with one of his older brothers being Kevin Knox, the one-and-done player from that 2017-2018 Kentucky team. Uh, obviously, the connections with the Knox family and John Calipari, but also the connections between the Knox family and Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne was on that UK coaching staff. Kenny Payne worked with Kevin Knox during his first NBA stop with the Knicks after he was a lottery selection. So really, the Carter Knox recruitment for a long time, and this continues to be the case, has been framed as a Kentucky versus Louisville recruiting battle with Kentucky the strong favorite, assuming John Calipari is still the head coach, to land Knox just because of that relationship he has with the family, the trust level, uh, the fact that he was able to get his brother as a one-and-done player to the league. And that's really what Carter Knox is looking at as well. I had about a 10-minute conversation with him after one of his games on Tuesday night. Uh, super impressive small forward, definitely has the size that – would lead you to think that he can translate to the college game, five-star, top-ten recruit. He's like a, a bowling ball going downhill when he runs transition offense, three-level score, all those kind of things. Uh, someone that Kentucky has obviously been recruiting for a long time and someone that Kentucky and Kentucky fans should be very eager to solidify that recruitment in the next couple months. He told me that while he hasn't made his decision yet, it should be coming quite soon after Peach Jam and that's kind of universally thought of right now as, as being a selection of Kentucky. Yeah, wait, so you, so you were impressed by him as a player, just as a player? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing about Carter Knox is he has not only the size to get rebounds, not only the speed, despite his rather large frame, you know, as he's listed by the 247 Sports Metrics as a, a player who's 6'5", 205, but he glides down the court 
He has the touch to deliver the right pass, make the right reads, can shoot the three ball solid from the free throw line, has a bit of a mid-range game, and plays for a very good Florida Rebels team that also features a, another five-star recruit in the front court in Liam McNeely. So a player that definitely catches the eye and can, can take over a, a game and, and make winning plays for his team. Okay, besides Carter Knox, who else uh, did you kind of focus on while you were down there? Well, I think an obvious place that I wanted to get some uh, a player that I wanted to get some viewings of and talk to people about was Jasper Johnson, who obviously is right. a Central Kentucky, uh, essentially a Lexington product. I'm sure a lot of listeners will remember him from Woodford County, uh, not only on the basketball court, but he also played football for a couple of years there. And obviously he helped lead Woodford County to the final four of the past state tournament. Uh, that's not going to be happening anymore in terms of him being a, a star in-state recruit because he recently announced his move to Link Academy which is a top, you know, kind of upstart prep academy, prep school that's been opened in Branson, Missouri. Their first year last year, they were runners up at the Geico Nationals. This past year, they won the Geico Nationals, which is kind of the the, the universally, I, I guess, accepted way of determining a national high school college basketball champion. And he's a class of 2025 recruit. He's playing up in age level with Memphis-based team Thad which also formerly featured a, another player in the 25 class that Kentucky's offered. But Jasper Johnson's been super impressive. 12.3 points per game, nearly 40% three-point shooting, entering Peach Jam. And that's while playing up in age level and being kind of the point guard facilitator engine that has helped his EYBL team have a lot of success this season. So that, coupled with the connections to Woodford County, definitely want to get eyes on him and, and talk to a lot of people about him. He didn't have the best start to Peach Jam, but he really turned it on. I believe starting with his Thursday night game or Wednesday night game really rounded into form. So he was able to have some bounce back performances. Super slender kid obviously needs to build out his frame and get stronger, but has dynamic passing ability. He's a left-handed player. So, you know, his court vision is super elite for his age and definitely something to watch in the next couple of years will be how he plays with significantly better players than he either played against or played with in the Kentucky high school basketball scene. He'll be at Link Academy with another Kentucky recruit who's a 2024, Trey Johnson. He's a shooting guard, used to be the number one player in that class. So the Johnson and Johnson backcourt might be a pretty formidable thing on the national basketball stage this coming season. Yeah, and uh, Jasper Johnson is the son of Dennis Johnson, correct? Yeah, so obviously Kentucky ties crawling you know all yes. throughout that family and, and people will naturally point to that in his recruitment he's got offers from all the high majors you would expect but also you know ton of regional interest i mentioned uh team fab his eybl program which is based out of memphis so memphis has been an early player in his recruitment kentucky offered johnson over the spring and obviously john calipari being a lot more willing to offer players earlier in their high school careers now but it makes sense to extend a, a local kid that scholarship offer and also Louisville as well is expected to be a player in his recruitment. So still super early, but someone who I think Kentucky fans will naturally think that the Cats have a good shot at just because of obviously the lineage being the, the son of a former UK football star. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Dennis Johnson, he was Dennis Johnson was a huge recruit when he came out of uh, high school, uh, signed with Kentucky, played with Kentucky, then played a few years in the NFL. His fa uh, his brother Derek also played for Kentucky. Dennis's father, Alvis Johnson, who was like a legendary high school coach in Kentucky, high school football coach. He worked at UK as an assistant athletic director for a while. So yeah, a lot of deep roots there for Kentucky. That doesn't guarantee that Kentucky will get Jasper Johnson, but uh, definitely some some uh, a lot of uh, pulls there, uh, family pulls. 
uh, as well. What, what about what about Trey Johnson? What 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 do you know about him? Uh, what kind of player is he? Yeah, so another player who's been a longtime Kentucky recruit, he actually already has his final list, or at least one of his final lists of schools out. Right now it's a six-school list with Kentucky uh, involved in it. The entire list is Alabama, Arkansas, Baylor, Kansas, Kentucky, and Texas. Johnson is from North Texas originally. Uh, I'm from North Texas originally, so I've actually gotten to see him play a couple times at the true high school level. He led his high school, Lake Highlands, which is in Dallas, to its first state championship this past season. I think since 1968, so it's been a fair while before Lake Highlands won, and obviously that was Trey Johnson's last game with Lake Highlands. I mentioned earlier he's one of the top players who's going to be on that Link Academy squad next season. Uh, Not always the most efficient player. You know, you'll look at his scoring totals, and pretty common for him to be averaging in the mid-20s. He had a a 31-33 point game, one of the early days of Peach Jam, 6'5", 180, loves the mid-range shot, needs to get better with his passing, still needs to get a bit better with his handle and his dribble package. Uh, And like I mentioned, not the most efficient player. So you'll kind of see a lot of, you know, seven for 18 or 11 for 25 kind of shooting lines with him. But that being said, he used to be the top ranked player in the 24 class, I believe two for seven sports. So the composite has him at number three right now. And he's been on an official visit to Kentucky. He was in town for that Kansas game last season. I believe that was late January. So a player at Kentucky's gotten on campus. Uh, He's told people that he plans to wrap up his college career. Uh, recruitment sometime after Peach Jam, which is a you know a nice, vague, open-ended type of date. Uh, but right now, Kentucky, along with some of the more local schools, a Baylor, uh, where his father played college basketball for a little bit, Texas, obviously with Rodney Terry now installed as head coach, those are looked at as the three top schools in his recruitment. So definitely not out of the realm of possibility to start thinking about Kentucky potentially landing someone who used to be the top player in that 24 class. And at a position, obviously, where Kentucky doesn't have any 24 players right now yet. Samto Cyril is the only 24 commit, and he's a frontcourt guy. So Kentucky will be keen to start filling out that backcourt for next season sooner rather than later, especially with a lot of the backcourt from this season projected to be one-and-dones or you know lottery picks uh, after the 23-24 campaign. Yeah, uh, I want to talk to Cam about some more players, but I also want to talk to him about, as he mentioned, about the players on this year's team because we got to talk to them over the last three days, do interviews before they head up to Canada for Global Jam, and we'll talk about those interviews and more with Cam Drummond after this. Okay, back here with Cameron Drummond, the uh, UK basketball recruiting writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Uh, we were talking before the break about players that Cam saw down at uh, the Peach Jam. Uh, Cam, what else? Anybody else in particular that you talked to or tried to pay attention to while you were down at the uh, Peach Jam? Uh, I'll take a, a quick look towards the future and just say that one of the more surreal moments of Peach Jam was, uh, I believe, on Wednesday morning. There was a, an early game, a 9 a.m. game, that was like the only game happening at Peach Jam during this time window, and it was a matchup between the consensus top two recruits in the 2025 class. Cooper Flagg, who plays at Montverde Academy in Florida, but is from Maine originally, against Cameron Boozer, who's one of the twin sons of Carlos Boozer. Uh, There's another Boozer, Caden Boozer. Both Caden and Cameron are five-star recruits in the 25 class, with Cameron being the better of the two players for now. But there was a, a massive matchup between Cooper Flagg and his Maine United team, both the Boozer twins and their Knight Riders elite squad. Again, started at 9 a.m., and these are class of 2025 kids, so 15, 16-year-olds. 
they housed it at the biggest gym in Pete's Jam. Uh, like I, by the my rough, definitely not mathematically correct count, I counted between 700 and 800 people in the gym. Uh, there were celebrities there. You had rappers. You had former NBA stars. Uh, I was joking with you, I think, off air, that uh, Carmelo Anthony actually took over and his VIP crew took over the section that I was sitting in initially <laughs> for the game. So that was a good reminder that, you know, where I stand on the totem pole of things. <laughs> um, but also these were players that John Calipari, Orlando Antigua, Chin Coleman all checked out later in the week as well. And these are going to be the top two runaway recruits in the 25 class, Cooper Flagg, just a massive human being, shot-blocking potential, three-point shooting potential, you know, gobbles up rebounds like it's me at the Thanksgiving table. Uh, and then Cameron Boozer is one of the most polished offensive players in the 25 class as well. He's power forward, you know, a bit bigger than his dad, just has really good intangibles. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see just because those are going to be the clear-cut top players in what's considered a good recruiting class. The 24 recruiting class is kind of viewed in more similar vein to the 23 recruiting class, which is to say it's not supposed to be super good or it's not going to be a vintage year. That 25 class is supposed to be very good. You know, people are talking about that being the best recruiting class in a decade. So when you think about Kentucky getting involved with the top players in the 25 class, that will be an interesting barometer to see the level at which the program can continue to recruit at. Not to mention that with those two players specifically, Flag is looked at as a Duke lean right now, unless you know some kind of professional pathway or a G League ignite, you know, opens something up to him. And obviously, both the Boozer twins are heavily connected to Duke, where their father was a star. But they also are star basketball players in the Miami high school circuit right now. So you got two ACC schools who kind of maybe have a leg up on the competition right away. So I'll be curious to see how much time, resources, effort Kentucky puts into recruiting two players who in 2025 are going to be surefire college basketball stars, but at the same time may not be worth a ton of Kentucky's you know, monetary efforts, travel efforts, if there's other players in the class that they're keen on. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, if you're John, I guess Cal will have a decision to make. Do I want to go all out to try to get these guys, even though Duke is a favorite for them? And obviously, especially with the Boozer twins, have that Duke tie, uh, ties, as you wrote uh, your story. I mean, Car- Carlos Boozer kind of personifies Duke basketball. He's so tied to, ba- to his time there at Duke. Uh what about anybody else in particular down at Peach Jam who got your attention? I'll also mention to Boogie Fland as well, just because he's a combo guard in the 24 class. Again, Kentucky doesn't have any class of 2024 backcourt commits yet. Uh, they more or less fumbled the bag with the Ian Jackson recruitment. Uh, who, yeah. Just like Boogie Fland, Ian Jackson, they're both New York City uh, prep basketball stars. Kentucky was looked at a favorite to land Jackson, who's a shooting guard for the longest time before he committed to North Carolina back in January. But Kentucky's going to need some some backcourt players. The Boogie Fland has had a Kentucky scholarship for nearly a year now. They've kept very close tabs on him. Super dynamic uh, combo guard. People like to say he kind of plays with a bit of a swashbuckling New York City flair, which sometimes works well and sometimes works uh, not as well. But Super charismatic kid, someone who would probably thrive, you know, in the fishbowl media type environment that Kentucky basketball is. But he's also a player who's taken three official visits, and those have been to Michigan, North Carolina, and Indiana. He's talked pretty openly about making sure that he wants to visit Kentucky without giving a specific timetable for when that visit would occur. But he's listed many times over the last couple of weeks that UK is a spot he wants to get to. 
for making his college decision. And again, especially after Kentucky, you know, really faded down the stretch and essentially lost the recruitment for Ian Jackson, you're, you're starting to want to get them, you know, get a, a backcourt player settled for that 24 class to help fill, fill it out and, and make sure that you don't have a situation maybe similar to this past season where you're scrambling for players or, or late recruits at a, at a stage in the cycle when you don't want to be. And obviously with the, the hiring of Chuck Martin, I guess officially a couple days ago, but really rumored for a while. I'll be curious to see how many players in the 24-25 class who have Kentucky offers are still pursued, you know, doggedly by the UK program, just because obviously Chuck Martin, as part of his duties, in addition to being assistant coach, is going to be the recruiting coordinator. So he's going to be pulling the shots on which official visits, unofficial visits don't happen, which players Kentucky really sinks their teeth into and, and makes an effort towards bringing to Lexington. So Boogie Flan might be the first test case in terms of a kid who's talked openly about wanting to make an official to Kentucky, but will that offer and will that, you know, deep relationship still continue when someone else is calling the shots? Right, right. One, one thing I know, well, and, and, and the coaches have come in uh, for, down Peach Jam. They were able to come in, what, yesterday, I guess it was? Uh, we're, we're recording this on Friday. Was it Thursday when the coaches came in or Wednesday? Yeah, Thursday. So uh, Thursday is when the NCAA calendar, recruiting calendar, officially shifted from a quiet period to an evaluation period. So John Calipari can't, like, walk out in front of everyone and have a conversation with Jasper Johnson or have a conversation with Boogie Fland. But coaches and recruiters are allowed to sit there, you know, evaluate their play. And, I mean, a lot of that is just kind of performative. It's more about the act of showing up, showing a kid you care by devoting, you know, X amount of hours at this elite basketball recruiting event to watch them. Right, right. Make your presence felt. Also, I noticed exactly. in one of your stories, you, you can actually watch these games, right? Uh, people can watch these games on the NBA app. Is that right? Yeah, there's actually a ton of different avenues towards watching these games. The, the easiest way I would tell people, uh, and obviously the, the Nike EYBL Peach Jam championship games and the, the, the playoff games for the teams that win their divisions will be happening this weekend. You can actually live stream every single game on every single court if you go to Nike eyb.com there's like a live streams tab i mean it's pretty rudimentary just like it's you know a camera moving back and forth but there is a score bug and you can follow along and nike eybl i will say that their credit does a super good job of stat keeping but as you mentioned as well this is the first time that games are going to be streamed from peach jam on the nba app professional broadcast um you know you have color commentators play-by-play guys john calipari even hopped on I believe Thursday afternoon and, and told some stories about some of his past Peach Jam recruiting efforts. And I believe the finals of it, the championship games on Sunday will all be on ESPNU as well. So for anyone super curious in what some of the 24 and 25 kids look like, and you can make a determination on whether you think Kentucky should be pursuing them or not. There's a, a plenty of channels for you to get that viewing in. Okay. Let's okay. Enough about 24. 24- 2024 and 2025 we talked to the 23 and 2023 uh, 20, 24 players over the last three days cam you were there for those interviews uh what in particular stuck out to you was there anybody in particular that you wanted to talk to uh what were your impressions over the last over these last three days of interviews well i guess i'll start by saying nobody is going to say the team is bad in july no. right? like it's, <laughs> i don't think we were expecting anyone to come out and you know be too vocal about any concerns or you know gelling issues that have happened obviously that the on-court product in canada admittedly against teams that are going to be way older than kentucky and in the under 23 range that on-court product will speak more for itself in combination with the context of what they told us 
but I mean, to a man, and, and I think you can probably speak to this as well, there's been a lot of talk about how this team is doing well in terms of being unselfish. There, there hasn't been a ton of problems, at least in practice, about you know not enough basketballs to go around. Everyone seems, at least, again, publicly to us, super willing to play different positions or just to get on the court to try and impact winning. I know Justin Edwards said, I think on Thursday, that he's planning to play the four in Canada uh, with Kentucky a bit downsized and undermanned with Aaron Bradshaw not making the trip. Uh, I was pretty interesting to hear from Robert Dillingham, who, who we talked to on Friday morning, though, just because he's been one of the most low-key, high-profile recruits that I can remember across all of college basketball, just because of his kind of circuitous route through the prep basketball stages. He hasn't done a ton of interviews. Obviously, he was in the overtime elite program for his senior season, and overtime elite is still a bit of an unproven commodity, both in the in the college and pro basketball ranks. But he was a, a lot more engaging than I, than I kind of thought he would be, and a lot more uh, insightful, I should say, just about how he feels he'll function with DJ Wagner in the backcourt, uh, how willing he is to you know, be an on-ball player, an off-ball player, because I think that's one of the biggest questions of the offseason and something that people will be looking forward to the most in Canada is just how Kentucky's two-guard lineup operates, you know, who will have the ball most of the time. Obviously, you're looking at two star players who are ball-dominant for most of their high school careers, but seeing how they mesh in some of those early games is something I'm certainly going to be looking toward. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I, uh, short time that I spent, uh, over there and you were over there too, talking to Dillingham, uh, this morning. Yeah, he was, I thought he was really good, uh, to talk to most, uh, pretty much everybody's been, uh, was good to talk to. They're young. They're not, you know, great quotes right now. Uh, I think they're a little careful in what they say, what they had to say. But uh, uh, yeah, that what stu- a couple things stood out to me. The unselfishness. They all talked about that. I was talking to Trey Mitchell. Trey brought that up about how mm-hmm. he. He didn't say he was surprised, but that it stuck out to him. Guys pass up good shots if they feel like somebody else has got a better shot. The other, uh, and then about just the competitiveness of how competitive practice has been. That shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, these guys, especially the freshmen, they're all high level players uh, who are you know they they like to win, and that's one of the things I've heard you know about DJ Wagner and Dillingham's uh, and Justin Edwards. They like to win. Uh, they're they're competitive and everything. So that. Uh, we heard a lot of that over the last few days as well. Uh, Camp, tell the people what they should look for that you already have on Kentucky.com, what you may have coming up on Kentucky.com, and how they can find your work and how they can find you on Twitter. Sure thing. So uh, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be allowed to plug my Threads account. We're uh, we're, we're ditching that that avenue <laughs> no, of social. No, media. you can you can plug your Threads account uh, as long as. <laughs> For whenever Twitter goes out of business and everybody switches to threads. But, yeah, you can plug whatever you want, Cam, wherever they can yeah, find I, you. I, I don't have a threads account. I don't plan you don't? on getting a threads account what is either. Wrong no, with you? I, you got to get on the I bandwagon think, here. <laughs> I think we're going we're gonna to wait for a little proof of concept. And by proof of concept, that means they're going to have to drag me screaming oh, okay. and over from Twitter <laughs> to uh, whatever the metaverse has pumped out for us. But. Yeah, so long as Twitter exists and Twitter works, and if you want to spend some of your 600 views a day or whatever the limit's yeah, whatever at, uh, I'm at at C-D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D-9-7. That's at C-Drummond-97. And then, of course, Kentucky.com, Kentucky.com slash sports for everything. You, me, Ben Roberts, Mark Story, you know, everyone under the sun that, that does a great job covering Kentucky stuff. Right now, I've still got a live updates blog going on from Peach Jam. 
even though I've relocated from the South Carolina Georgia border to Lexington, I'm still fall along with the games. You know, I've got some other people on the ground who are letting me know where Cal and Chin Coleman and, and Orlando and Teague were are moving along to. So I'll have a little list of the players they've watched. You know, any kind of key performances. And also going into next week, obviously we'll have Ben Roberts on the ground for a bit in Toronto as Kentucky starts a global jam. But I'll have a, a couple pieces coming out next week, one specifically after talking to some of the top freshman players, guys like Dillingham and Justin Edwards, about what they think the biggest adjustment to college basketball will be for them and how they play to kind how they plan, excuse me, to kind of keep their unique styles of play while also assimilating to a game that's obviously bigger, faster paced, more physical. Uh, now I'll also have something out next week about Kentucky's only class of 2024 commitment right now, Sompto Cyril, who was a teammate with both Rob Dillingham and with the Thompson Twins, you might remember from the NBA draft last year in the Overtime Elite League. And, and Dillingham gave me some pretty good stuff today about what it was like playing with Sompto, what he thinks another year at Overtime Elite will do for his basketball development, and, and kind of an advanced look at, uh, at what Kentucky will be getting in, in 24. So Got all that stuff coming up. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier the, that we could talk Barbasol Championship if you wanted, but next week's also Barbasol Championship week. So if anyone wants to uh, follow along with Central Kentucky's PGA Tour event, I will be there with uh, the highest rated sunscreen in the world to uh, bring you all the blow-by-blow -blow action. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of 100 things, like I said, that Cam covers, uh, covers for us. So, yeah, check out uh, Barbasol next week. But right now, check out all of Cam's coverage from Peach Jam. His continuing coverage from Peach Jam as he monitors what's going on down there and what's going on in U.K. basketball recruiting. He's doing a great job covering U.K. basketball. So follow him on Twitter, and maybe we'll get him on threads one of these days as well. Cam, as always, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to Cam Drummond of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Be sure and follow him on Twitter. Check out all of his work on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Thanks again to Cam. Thanks again to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.